I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, Congress is back in session after the long August recess. They have a lot of work to do before uh, they do too much campaigning, although they're going to do a lot of campaigning in the days and weeks ahead. But they have something that's very high on the priority list. It's that good old thing called we better fund the government uh, to avoid a government shutdown. And uh, we're going to take a deeper dive into where we are, what that actually means, and, and what comes next. Theodore Meyer is a national political reporter for The Washington Post. He's co-author of the Early 202 Newsletter, also a great uh, resource to get caught up and look at what's happening. And, uh, Theo, we appreciate you joining us today. And you actually attacked this today on the Early 202, uh, saying that Congress is coming back and the main mission really has to be keeping the lights on. Yes, yes, uh, that is correct. Uh, the uh, the Senate is back in town today. The House returns next week. Uh, and the main mission is indeed keeping the lights on. And so break that down for us. Uh, obviously, we've got to pass a budget. I'm, I'm sort of of the idea that they'll they'll have a fake fight and some false choices around this and then do one of those lovely continuing resolutions until, I don't know, just after the midterm election. <laughs> is that where we're headed? Yeah, I think that's correct. Uh, I'm not sure it's really in either party's interest to, uh, you know, have a government shutdown uh, immediately before the midterms. Uh, however, they do have some issues to get worked out here. Uh, perhaps one of the biggest ones uh, is whether uh, this bill that Senator Joe Manchin uh, has been pushing, uh, that Democrats agreed to try to pass, uh, you know, to secure his vote for the climate bill. Uh, the climate uh, and health care bill that Democrats passed last week, uh, whether they will try to attach that to this piece of legislation. Uh, and what else is on the uh, docket? We know a lot of things get uh, thrown in as you get to that CR and a little bit of a voterama usually takes place. Uh, what else is uh, kind of on the table that might get slid in there as they try to just extend the funding uh, probably till mid-December? Well, the White House is looking for uh, more than $47 billion uh, in funding. Uh, This is funding for things including Ukraine, uh, including responding to the COVID pandemic, uh, including responding to monkeypox, uh, as well as, uh, you know, natural disaster funding. Uh, They're looking to uh, roll all of that into their uh, COVID funding, uh, as you uh, might remember, uh, has been contentious for months. Uh, the administration tried to get some of this funding uh, months and months ago, back in the spring, uh, when Republicans blocked it um, uh, during a fight over whether uh, the Biden administration would end 
a, uh, a policy known as Title 42, uh, which enables them to turn away uh, migrants at the border uh, in ways they wouldn't otherwise be able to because of the ongoing uh, public health disruption. All right. Anything else we should have our eyes on uh, as it relates to whether it's what gets uh, stuffed into the continuing resolution or other things that uh, might come to the floor of either the House or the Senate uh, over the next few weeks? Well, the Senate is back today to uh, start confirming judges again. Uh, this is, uh, you know, a high priority for Democrats, though they've passed. A lot of the legislation that was a top priority for them, Uh, they are uh, feeling the pressure to try to confirm as many judges as possible before potentially losing the Senate in the midterms. Uh, You know, they could also hold on to the Senate, which would give them another uh, two years for President Biden to uh, try to get as many of his judicial picks confirmed as possible. All right. And uh you mentioned immigration as, as one piece. Uh, you also mentioned Joe Manchin as, as one of those players that's going to be interesting to see how he navigates all of this. Uh, are there any other players or any other critical issues that you see being brought up, either for political posturing, uh, rolling uh, down the home stretch of the midterms, or things that might actually turn into some policy? Yeah, one big remaining question is what happens on the same-sex marriage bill that uh, passed the House this summer uh, with perhaps more Republican votes uh, than expected. Um, This is a bill uh, that would guarantee the right to same-sex marriage, uh, which, of course, uh, was uh, was guaranteed in a Supreme Court decision uh, several years ago, but which uh, some Democrats fear is newly under threat. Uh, so that bill uh, you know, passed the House, as I mentioned, uh, this summer by a surprising margin, which led to uh, an effort to try to find 10 Republican votes for it uh, in the Senate. Um, so that is something that could either get passed uh, before the midterms or Democrats could fail to find the votes, but still bring it up for a vote in the Senate. Uh, and then use it to hammer Republicans on the campaign trail if it fails. And then last question for you. We know there are uh, vulnerable uh, Democrats and vulnerable Republicans in swing districts uh, that are trying to navigate uh, some pretty tricky things uh, as we come down the home stretch in, in those races. Are there any of, of those uh, in those categories that are uh, might be a stickler uh, for either the Republicans or for the Democrats on some of these votes? Um, well, there are certainly, uh, you know, Republicans and Democrats in, in tough races. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson is probably the Republican uh, at most risk. Uh, he is running for re-election in Wisconsin, had initially indicated that he would be open to voting for this same-sex marriage bill uh, before perhaps slightly uh, backing away from that. So it's not clear exactly where he'll come down. There are also uh, you know, several Democratic senators facing very tough races, including Mark Kelly uh, in Arizona, uh, Raphael Warnock in Georgia, and Catherine Cortez Masto in Nevada. All of those are races that could go either way in November. All right. Great insight. Theodore Meyer, again, national political reporter for The Washington Post and co-author of the Early 202 newsletter. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate your perspective. Glad to be with you, Boyd. All right. Uh, again, some, some great stuff there. Again, the Senate's back in session today. House comes back in session tomorrow. 
uh, and then the the battle really begins. And and you have to remember, just for perspective, uh, all of those who are up for election, so the entire House of Representatives, of course, is up for election, and about a third of the United States Senate is up for re-election. And they all would much rather be out campaigning than they would be sitting in Washington uh, waiting around for some votes. And so you will see some things that they will try to move swiftly. Uh, as uh, Theodore mentioned, uh, nobody wants a, a government shutdown five weeks before uh, an election. And so things will get done before we get to the last day of September, although it may be the last day of September, uh, and it may be at midnight on the last day of September. Uh, but they will avoid a government shutdown, and they're going to do it in the least noble way possible. Uh, I think it's a cop-out. I think it is absolutely uh, shameful that we continue to operate this way. And again, this is both sides of the aisle. This is the problem uh, because it's all too easy to just say we'll pass ACR, a continuing resolution. And all that means is we are going to continue to spend exactly what we're spending we're not going to make any changes. We're not going to make any cuts. We're not going to even vote to decide if we should be spending on this. We're just going to put it on autopilot, keep spending, and we'll deal with it after the election. I think that's wrong. I think that has to change, and that's up to we the people. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.